system. All right, so this is another solo session episode. Um, this episode's going to follow Pit, the Felis Barbarian. Uh, he's an aspiring bounty hunter, and he's somewhat new to our starting town of Felgarant. Um, we're going to kind of watch him navigate his way through his arrival in town and try to find his place among the people here. Um, yeah, let's just jump into the episode. So Pit wakes up. Um, he's pretty sure it's the sound of thunder that woke him up. Um, but as he looks out the window of the building that he's in, he doesn't see any clouds. It seems like a nice, clear day. Um, where is Pitt? Where does he sleep? Pitt is currently housed in a in a basement of some kind fellow who was nice enough to hold him up for the night because it had been raining prior. So when he'd awoken, it assumed it might still be raining at that point. Uh, is Pitt kind of like a couch surfer? He just stays wherever people will have him. On his best days, sometimes it's under eaves. You don't give a shit. He's basically homeless then. Uh huh. I like it. That's he's the a, road to be his home. He's a real tomcat. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Pitt wakes up in this basement. What's the first thing that he does usually when he starts off his day? Uh, he crawls out of whatever he's been sleeping on. Gets up, does like basic stretches, claws out big yawn that sort of thing so as pit does that why don't we go ahead and get a physical description of what pit looks like along with any gear he's wearing stuff like that his his basic possessions okay when usually he's got these gauntlets that he wears when he when he doesn't have his claws out so he doesn't like burn his paws when he's like carrying his axe but he's got this uh beige fur with like what you'd see on a normal cat normal uh four-legged cat like tiger stripes and whatnot but he's like super proud of the fact that at the base of his forehead where it, usually it would just end in end in like a more stripes it would be there's this uh vaguely heart shape to it and he's a fellas right like the small cat-like race basically yes, like yes. puss in boots is the the closest analog that we have absolutely in pop culture Alright, so um, what kind of weapons does Pitt have? He has a great axe that he cherishes very much because it was basically it was a gift given to him by somebody who had, back in the day, saw potential in him when he was fighting off some bandits who was trying to mug him. And this person gave him, the, gave him that weapon, and ever since, he's just been ha had it in his head that he's going to be a great bounty hunter someday. Alright, so uh, Pitt gathers his belongings... Um, the, the person that was kind enough to let Pitt sleep in the basement, uh, comes down with a light breakfast, uh, and hands it to Pitt. It's kind of just wrapped in some cheesecloth. And he's like, how'd you sleep, little buddy? I've slept in better places, but it's not too bad. I thank you very much for your kind, kindness. No problem. Hey, anytime you want to kill some more rats for me, you just let me know. You're always welcome here, alright? Absolutely. I gotta tell you, that one was a real killer, but, <laughs> who, but who's still standing, it right? Was, it was an epic battle, I gotta say. <laughs> well, I'm off to the river, I'm gonna do some fishing, uh, just lock up on your way out, and I'll see you around. I don't think I ever got your name, sir. Oh, my name? Uh, my name is Clementine. 
It's a pleasure doing business for you, Clementine. Yeah, any t- anytime. You come back. And uh, I always got some more rats what need killing. Um, I'll have more fish for you. And, yeah, uh, if it's raining, you can always come back and sleep here. Y- you don't got to worry about finding a place again, all right? Pitt smiles as best as a cat can smile in, in that regard. Clementine. It, but it looks a bit feral. <laughs> right, right. Clementine smiles back, and the two of you leave the place. Uh, he locks up and heads off towards the river. Well, you have a good day, Pitt. Hope you have a fun one. You too. Catch, catch many fish. Oh, I, I plan to. I plan to. He grabs his net and his rod, and he just starts heading out. So where does Pitt go? The first thing Pitt does is look through his coin pouch and to make sure he has enough to stop at the nearby tavern, because he's pretty darn sure there has to be a tavern at least somewhere nearby. We can assume that Pitt has been in the area for a while, but is this his first time in this particular town? Um, he had been to the town prior in his youth because, uh, he, like, grew up in the this, like, orphanage area where, uh, that way they do charity work and just, like, walk around and do alms and whatnot for the local church. So he had gone there a few times, but never to, like, actually stick around for very long. This is the first time actually being old enough to leave the orphanage to and uh, wander in the first place. So he just left with the intent of just being straight up calling himself Bounty Hunter without actually taking the proper protocol, <laughs> that sort of thing. Okay, so what is the name of the bar here in the town of Felgrant? Ah, the Clever Bee. The Clever Bee. Okay. So Pitt checks his coins. He's got enough uh, for a couple drinks. Uh, He decides to head over to the Clever Bee, which is the main tavern here in Felgrant. Uh, As he walks in, it's pretty quiet. It's still pretty early in the day. There's not a whole lot going on. Uh, There is a bartender there. Um, An older looking elf woman is behind the bar. Uh, she kind of looks at you curiously as you walk in. Um, she gives you kind of a weird look, but, you know, waves you over with her head. He just happily saunters on over. Just, and, uh, like, using both of his paws, he just, like, tries to climb up on the stu- bar stool because it was clearly made for somebody taller than he, but he does it anyway and thinks he's doing it with a, a some swagger, so he thinks he looks cool. But he just looks <laughs> like a cat getting on a tall thing. Uh, once Pit gets settled... Uh, the older elf woman uh, looks down at him, and she's like, Good morning, sugar. Morning to you, ma'am. What can I get you this morning? You need some breakfast, some juice? What are you looking for? Well, I'm not for juice in particular, but with a name such as the Clever Bee, I'd assume that there is a, How do you say it? Oh, what's the word? The thing that bees make. Honey? Yeah, yes, uh, that honey beer. What? What is that one? Mead? You like yes, some mead. of our honey mead? Okay, I mean, it's a bit Absolutely. early for alcohol, but I'm not one to judge. It's never too early for a drink. Of course, of course. Uh, I'll get I'll get that right out for you. Uh, and as the woman goes behind the bar, um, there's someone who's a few stools down that gets closer to Pit. Uh, it's a, a female dragon. Um, she's got these, like, copper scales. Uh, she's not particularly big for a draken, but she towers over Pit. She's like six foot seven. Holy shit! And she kind of sits down gently next to him. Good morning. 
Warn yourself. I am curious. What is your profession? I see your weaponry, and you seem to have been in some battles. But what is it you do? He's not going to immediately say his first battle was with a rat, so he just like puffs his chest up proudly and points at points at him with the at his self with his thumb, saying, "You're looking at the up and coming world's greatest bounty hunter, Pit Cloudfoot." I like this name, Pit Cloudfoot. You will be the stuff of legends one day. I can see. It's totally going to his head. <laughs> I am curious. How much work can you get in a, vo- a village like this? There are not many bounties. It is quiet here. That is why I like it. Well, you never know. Some gun couldn't be the help of a small thing, a big thing. It. What matters more is you're there to do the job and, of course, get the pay, because that's always important. As long as you are helping people, I suppose this is a good thing. Of course, why wouldn't it be a good thing? Consider your next few drinks on me, my friend. Uh, she takes two gold coins and places them on the counter before turning towards the door and taking off. She kind of shuffles her backpack on. Uh, she does like a, a quick prayer to Aracoon before she leaves. She kind of turns and gives you one final wave before shutting the door and taking off. Um, at that point, the elven woman comes back with uh, the the cup of mead, and she puts it down in front of you. She sees the two gold coins, and she's like, Oh my, uh, you're going to want a lot of mead, aren't you? You bet. But while you're here, let me ask, has there been any, uh, what's the word? I don't know if you understand common felon, but kerfluffles? What is a kerfluffle? Is that a monster of some sort? Oh, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's a word that means uh, struggles, a pr- problems. Uh, well, we don't have nothing too major around here. Uh, things stay pretty quiet. Um, the Triton Lord, uh, Lord Doriana, he's done a great job of keeping the peace. Uh, all the monsters kind of stay, you know, out of town where they're supposed to be. Uh, we re- we very rarely have troubles in town. Are uh, you looking for some kind of work? Well, yes, you're looking at the a future bounty hunter. I mean, I've been through many battles, but I'm going to make a name for myself, as it were. You should head up to the capital city, Pomodoria. There's all sorts of crime up there, all sorts of bad stuff going on. You know, big city problems and the like. Whiskers perk up and ears up a little more. Many, many, you say? Oh, sure. You know, uh, anytime there's a, a big city, there's going to be lots of crime. It's just the way things, I think. That's intriguing. You wouldn't happen to have a map on you, would you? Of, of sorts. To this Pama... Pama... Pomodoria. Oh, Pomodoria. Yes. Um, I don't have any maps. They're pretty expensive. Uh, I could I could send you to someone who might have one for you. I feel like Pitt has a hard time pronouncing town names. <laughs> Makes sense. You might call it pomegranate by accident. Okay, that's why. That'll be a fun running bit. Uh, so the elf woman takes up the couple gold coins and she's like, Well, I gotta be honest with you. This is gonna buy you about, you know, 10 or 12 meads. You want me to just keep them coming? Keep them coming. <laughs> so constitution. I need to know. <laughs> uh, quite a few hours pass because... Uh, even though Pitt isn't, you know, 
he's not a weak drinker by any means. These cups are scaled for normal people, and at this point, he's had <laughs> nearly ten cups of mead. So, uh, during during the past few hours, uh, while Pitt has been enjoying all the free mead that he got from the kind dragon lady, um, he's heard as people come and go, chatting amongst each other, having conversations with Pitt. Um, you've heard about an arena in town. Um, I don't know how much arena fighting would appeal to Pitt, but it does seem like there's lots of action. Um, it's non-lethal. I don't know if that's a big deal. You have to fight with like blunted practice weapons. Um, but in lieu of there being any crime adventures, um, is the arena something that Pitt might be interested in? Actually, yes. His uh, ego being stoked about the idea that he looked like he's been through some battles, he figures another scar or two would make him look even more badass. So if he gets some in there, he'd be like, yes. And I feel like he's still a little buzzed at, buzzed at this point still. Oh, he's definitely drunk, like, full This seems like a great idea. <laughs> it's some practice, yes. Uh, Alright, so Pitt stumbles out of the Clever Bee, uh, and he decides to head over to the arena. Uh, and as he approaches the arena, he hears the the crowd, they're all chanting, Can, 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 can. Um, and as you approach the arena, you can see... Uh, the crowd kind of dies down as you get a little closer, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of guards, uh, and they're pulling a guy, like a, a drunk, belligerent human out of the arena. Uh, he's got one guard on either side of him, and one of the guards is holding like a sack of stuff that looks like it was taken from the drunk guy. Um, he's got a pretty big lump on his head, like it's big enough for uh, Pitt to see it, even from far away. No, that's a battle scar. And as Pitt watches, uh, this guy shakes free of the two guards and just starts running. Uh, and the two guards are in their heavy armor, and they try to start chasing after him, but it's clear that they can't keep up. Um, and the guy's running kind of past you, but still away. And the two guards shout, Stop that man! Stop him! He's a criminal! There'll be a reward! Please stop him! Oh. Pitt Pit pulls his uh, axe out and just like tries to hold it hold it in a such a position as to trip up the guy like oh this oh this is the like i want to hear uh so the guy sees you pretty easily and pitt's pretty drunk so the timing just doesn't work and oh, no. the guy slips past and he's running oh. why the hell were there two of them <laughs> we're gonna switch over to the chase rules uh from the dungeon master's guide of fifth edition right. so we're gonna start um, it's just you and the drunk guy in this chase. Uh, the guards All have right. no chance of keeping up. Um, not only are they kind of out of shape from being small town guards, but, nope. you know, they're in that heavy armor. It's kind of a hot day. They're just not going to be able to keep up. Um, Kid hisses and just goes chase after the guy. So the, we're going to have our initiative determined. Uh, he's going to have the highest initiative because he is in the lead. Um, All right. If anyone else was in the chase, they might also get to roll, but it's just going to be you and him. So he takes off pretty much at his full speed, and the first thing he does is run toward sort of the market area of town. And as you give chase on your turn, you're going to be rolling a d20, and we're going to figure right. out what kind of complications or obstacles pop up as you chase this guy down. Chasing. Yes. 
Um, so he, you're gonna take kind of take turns back and forth. He's gonna start uh, being the the prey of the chase or the quarry. Um, he's gonna start right. by uh, leading you into the town. So we're gonna have him roll his d20. A nine is uneven ground. So the first thing he does is run you into kind of the bazaar area. And like you said, last night it was raining pretty good. So mm-hmm. there there are patches of mud just throughout the whole place. Um, so what you're going to need to do is make an acrobatics check to navigate through the area nimbly and avoid all of the difficult uh, terrain of the thick mud. And he will attempt to do the same thing. Okay. Uh, he fails his pretty bad. <laughs> oh, and then I have to roll at a disadvantage because of the mud? Uh, nope, you'll just be rolling normally. Uh, we All will right. flavor it as you chasing him drunk, but I don't think you're going to get anything done if we're rolling as if you were drunk the whole time. All uh, right, you ten. you got a 10 on the dot. Um, so that covers that closes the gap pretty good. Um, when you started off, the gap between you was 60 feet, and it has closed down to 40 feet. Now you think you can run from a cat? Uh, So as he leads you further into town, um, you guys run past a small pair of shops. Um, One of them is called Arlen's Accoutrements, and there's a small building attached to it called Tales from the Shelf. It's a small Mm -hmm. bookstore. Um, And as he runs, he leads us to our next obstacle. Alright, he rolled a three, which is a crowd. Um, so we're going to say that today is kind of like a farmer's market, and there's a crowd uh, kind of rummaging about, uh, looking at all the fresh produce. Um, so when you need to make it through a crowd, you need to make a DC 10 strength. Um, it's going to be an athletics or an acrobatics check, however you choose uh, to make it through, uh, to get through the crowd uh, unimpeded. And then if you fail, you know you lose or gain based on how you do. So he's going to use um, athletics. He's just going to try to bowl through people. And again, he fails. Goodness gracious. Uh, he's, he, he tries to bowl over a few people. And he like just knocks this halfling person right over. Uh, and then he he kind of shoulder checks a smaller human. And they, they both uh, go opposite directions. And then he runs into a draken and just <gasps> almost falls over himself. Um, and let's get Pitt's roll to see how much we close the distance here. Alright, and Pitt got a 13. So Oof. that makes it. So go ahead and describe how Pitt is using his athleticism to make his way through the crowd. As he closes the gap another 20 feet, shrinking it to 20 feet. As he's getting into this crowd, he recognizes that the it's a farmer's market he's been through here before with the uh charity charity panhandling orphans as he would like to describe themselves and he would he uh was familiar with the area enough to know that if he ducks around a specific set of booths that so he goes through ducks under those tables and slides out he nearly runs into a, a lady's basket but ducks his head in time to see, uh, to see, to see the guy run into the uh, Draken woman. Does this Draken woman look like the one he met at the bar? It does. Perhaps it is her. She seems to be grabbing some produce at the last minute for uh, her trip. And as the guy runs into her, she turns and she's like, "Pardon me, soft fleshy man." <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh," uh, uh, and he's afraid. He just he tries to keep running. 
but using your shortcut, you manage to uh, get even closer to him. So the gap is down to just 20 feet as you chase him. Um, so at this point, he's going to roll a new obstacle. Okay, so for this one, um, he actually runs into the blacksmith shop. Um, the sign above it just says Clangs, and it's a picture of a winged arm holding a hammer. Uh, um, so he runs through the blacksmith shop, and um, Clang does his best to kind of get in the way of the guy to try to figure out what's going on. Um, the drunk guy manages to juke away from him and attempts to dive through a gap uh, between two forges. Um, and this is going to be a DC 15 acrobatics check. Hell. So he is going to attempt that in his drunken state. Holy shit, he actually did it. <laughs> so he just, he like sees the, he sees Clang pop out with the hammer and just the fear and adrenaline flowing through his vein. He just dives through this little cramped space um, between two of the forges. Peter's a great motivator. As he rolls out to the other side, um, he spots a nice shiny sword just sitting there and he swipes it uh, and Clang sees him do that uh, and Clang is a Kenku so he can only speak using like the recorded sounds of others basically he mimics sounds that he's heard mm. um, and in the same voice of the guard that told you to uh, catch that guy you hear Clang kind of uh, open up his beak and it's like stop you violated the law and Clang starts chasing after the guy with you. Um, go ahead and give me that acrobatics check, and we'll see if uh, Pit is able to ch uh, dive through the forges and chase. Oh! So close. You got a 14. <laughs> uh, so as Pit tries to keep up, he actually smashes into one of the forges, um, and he falls flat on his uh, stomach. Luckily, oh. Clang's right there. So um, horrible time for Hanover to come in. <laughs> And uh, Clang sees that you're clearly chasing the guy and wants to help. So instead of chasing him himself, Clang stops uh, to pick you up and kind of give you a boost toward the guy um, before continuing the chase with you and abandoning. Uh, he abandons his forge to try to help you chase this guy down. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the gap grows again to about 40 feet Oof. as he starts to make some more distance between you. That. That risky gambit of diving through the uh, blacksmith seemed to pay it off for this guy. Um, so he leads you out of town, uh, away from the blacksmith towards the edge of the forest. So we are going to switch the little table that we're on, and we're going to start rolling for forest complications. So let's see what that could be. Um, he leads you past um, a pair of altars that are really well maintained. Go ahead and give me a religion check to see if you can, um, just out of curiosity, to see if you recognize um, the gods that the this little shrine is set up for. Not. So Pit rolls a four on religion. Um, yeah, you're not really able to tell. It looks really nice and like well kept. It's polished. Um, there's yeah, a guy there who's in some nice robes maintaining the area, and he kind of looks up as the drunk guy sprints past. Um, and he knocks over part of the shrine. And the guy's like, hey, you jerk! Get, get him! Get him! Um, and the guy reaches the stream, a nearby river, um, that the shrines are being held. And there's a log bridge crossing it. Uh, and this is going to count as just a base hazard. 
Um, it's kind of a, a poorly constructed bridge. It kind of looks like some of the locals just threw a log bridge across the stream so they could cross it without getting wet. Um, so it's going to be a DC 10 dexterity saving throw to try and uh, balance your way across the log bridge. Uh, the drunk guy horribly fails. Um, he tries his best to balance along the logs and his foot just ends off rolling off. And he slams into the water and he kind of, the, the log bridge just goes right between his legs and he lets out like a high-pitched howl <laughs> uh, before rolling off and just like continuing on all, all sopping wet. So let's get that dexterity save from Pitt to see how he does. Ooh, Pitt gets a 14. He closes the gap back down to 20 feet as he easily and nimbly goes over the bridge. And you're right on this guy's heels now. Oh, God, dude, son of a bitch. He continues to run you through the forest. Um, he's got this sword in hand now, uh, and you can still hear Clank behind you. Um, he actually fell in the river as well, so he's doing okay. his best to try to keep up. Let's see what we run into next in the forest. <laughs> well, that's a there we go. All right, so he, you see him kind of stop, and he like shakes his head, like he even he knows this isn't a good idea, but he goes for it anyway, and he just dives headfirst into a thick um, set of thorn bushes. Um, so this is gonna count as an impediment. So you're going to need to make a DC 10 athletics or acrobatics check, and we'll try to describe how we get through this. Uh, he's going to try first, and he fails pretty miserably. He just dives head first into the thorn bushes. Um, you can hear him like cursing to himself uh, as he gets shredded by the thorns. It's not the uh, season for blackberries, you fool. <laughs> He barely like makes it out the other side, uh, still on his feet, uh, before turning back and watching you jump into the bushes. Um, you can see just little scratches all over his face and arms. So let's see how Pit does. You can either do athletics or acrobatics, depending on how you get through the thorns. Athletics, ooh. Ooh, so Pit rolls a five. Um, so since you both failed, the gap isn't going to change at all. Um, you're both just like, um, let's go ahead and have each of you take some damage. All right. So he's, he's going to take three damage and Pit will take two damage. Um, as these thorns just shred both of you as you just try to make your way through them, but. Alright, the, battle scars. <laughs> the thorns win this day. Uh, <laughs> and he continues. Look bush. He continues to, um, run from you. You guys go through a long clearing um, before reaching uh, the nearby beach, sort of along the the ocean, not just an actual river. And he rolls again to see what the next obstacle is. So at, he leads you towards um, a real rocky part of the the beach. Uh, he tries to lose you in some of like the uh, the crevices there in the big rocky coast um, so a crevice is going to be a hazard it's going to be similar to the way the bridge worked um, mm -hmm. you need to make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw um, and so does he 
Uh, this one's going to be more dangerous than the log bridge, though, because there's some pretty sharp rocks here. Oh my god, he rolled a four. <laughs> um, so he falls. On a failed save, he's going to fall 1d4 times 5 feet. Um, so he falls 15 feet down this rocky crag. Um, and he is going to take some bludgeoning damage from these rocks. Uh, it's not much, but you can hear him yelp in pain, and you see him there at the bottom of the crevice, and the lump on his head has kind of been busted open, and is bleeding pretty good. Uh, and he looks up to you at the top of the crevice, and he just starts limping away. Uh, so let's go ahead and get that dexterity save from Pit to see how he does getting down that crevice to chase after this guy. Oh! Really? You got a nine. <laughs> One short. <laughs> Um, so Pit falls, um, he makes it about 5 feet down before he falls, but he still falls a good 10 feet onto some hard rocks. A true um, pitfall. Yes, a true pitfall. Uh, you're gonna take 5 bludgeoning damage as you land hard. Um, again, you both failed, so you're still oh, about 20 fish. feet apart. But he's hurting pretty bad, and you're hurting pretty bad. Yeah, I'm like and swearing like, and felling at this point. <laughs> the damage <laughs> uh, you can see him praying to the gods of the ocean as he starts running towards the water. Right, let's see what the next obstacle is. A seven on the beach is lobster traps. <laughs> um, so as he gets into the shallows of the water, um, you can actually see small semicircular handles popping up. Uh, and there's just like a minefield of lobster traps out here in the shallow waters. Um, you can either make a acrobatics check or an intelligence check to make it through this crazy maze. Um, he's going to actually make an intelligence check because he feels like his body's failing him. So he's just going to try to outsmart the situation. And he actually pulls off a 19. Damn. Um, so you see him kind of take a second to process the situation and then he carefully chooses his footing as he just uh, runs into the shallow water past all of these lobster traps. So now let's see how Pit does. So Pit tries to use his acrobatics to navigate the traps. Um, unfortunately he rolls a six. That and damn hammer. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you hit the cold water I think it kind of shocks your system a bit. Yeah all my hair goes up on end my tail's poofed I just flop back out going <laughs> So you actually lose a little bit of uh, progress here. As we near the end of the chase, uh, you can see him going after a rowboat, and he's got a good, healthy lead on you. Um, so there's one last thing between him and this rowboat, and that's just a, about 10 or 15 feet of waist-high water. And he's just going to try to power through um, to make it to the rowboat. You see him just kind of bear down. He takes the sword and kind of stuffs it into his belt. Um, you're not sure exactly where Clank is. You probably lost him on the rock somewhere. Oh, um, he doesn't seem to still be chasing actively anymore. Um, but the drunken guy takes the stolen sword and just shoves it in his belt, and he just tries to power through uh, this waist-high water. Um, and as Pit reaches the water, it's even uh, higher on him. So it's going to be pretty tough to make it. Um, we need to make a DC 15 dexterity check. Uh, you can do acrobatics here if you want to try to, like, nimbly run on the rocks or whatever. 
um, to try to get a good lead on the thick water. Or you can just make an athletics check to try to power through. Uh, that's what this guy's going to do as he closes towards the, the boat. Ooh, he gets a 7. So he flounders pretty hard. Um, his feet kind of get swept out from under him by a riptide. And he kind of has to doggy paddle most of the way. Um, and Pitt has a chance here to gain a lot of ground. Um, so go ahead and do either athletics or acrobatics. And see how Pitt does. Oh, rocks. I can jump on those. Uh, yeah, that's that does it. Yes! Um, so Pitt nimbly jumps along the rocks which gives him a huge advantage as he leaps off the final rock uh, towards the rowboat um, and Pitt makes it to the rowboat just before this guy does um, shrinking the gap all the way down to zero feet with that success uh, the drunken man kind of puts his hand on the rowboat and he takes a deep breath only to see Pitt standing there already on the boat <laughs> so what does Pitt do to take this guy out uh, you don't have to kill him, just to be clear. <laughs> right. you're, just, you're just knocking him out to turn in the bounty. It's such a pity you chose so poorly to live your life, says as he uses his handle to knock the guy over the head where his wound is. Alright, so Pitt drives the handle of his axe into the guy's head wound. Uh, you see his eyes roll back and he just slumps into the boat. Um, it takes a good amount of effort, but Pitt manages to get this guy out of the water and drag him all the way back to town. Uh, dripping wet, uh, he even manages to recover the stolen sword. Uh, but by the time Pitt makes it back to town, um, it's in the dim, which is there's about an hour of dim light in between daylight and the nighttime. Um, so it's very close to night as Pitt makes it into town. Um, he's he passes through uh, Clank's smith again the the blacksmith shop mm -hmm. um and you see clank there um he looks like he's kind of shaken um there's some people dragging away what looks like some kind of monster um they're pulling it out of clank's forge um its head is all burned and it just it's very hard to describe it's just a big black mass of angry monster that's been uh, fried to a crisp in Clank's forge. Uh, but he sees you approach, and even though he looks a bit shaken up, he he kind of greets you um, in a voice that Pitt really doesn't recognize. Um, Clank says, hello, how are you? I've been better, really. <laughs> You look hurt. Not as hurt as that thing, whatever it is. Or this guy. It drops the dude on the ground. Then he like, just like tugs the sword away from the guy's belt and hands it to Clank by the handle. I believe this is yours. Uh, Clank nods to you uh, in a clear thank you. Um, he looks from the knocked out drunk guy over to the monster that the... Um, some Triton guards are dragging away off toward um, Lord Doriana's house. Um, and he just, you, he looks over to you and you see his his beak kind of move in a weird way. Lots of problems here today. And I was told this was a quiet town. Aye. Usually it is. What is the nearest prison? 
<laughs> I have to turn in the bounty. Um, Clank just kind of nods towards City Hall. Um, there's you you recognize the two guards outside of the door. Um, they're going around with torches, lighting all the lanterns in the city as they prepare for nightfall. You know, for the dim to end and night to begin. Um, and Clank just says that way. I thank you kindly. I am sorry for uh, your uh, wounds and your and your uh, uh, gestures to the room. It looks like you've had a pretty worse day, all in general. I hope it gets better for you. Uh, Clank nods, uh, and you see a a young deity woman, which is uh, the, this setting's version of Azamar. Uh, you see her in the background. Uh, she looks like she's working on some kind of trinket or something. Um, and he looks to her and back to you, and he says, All is right in the world. Pit nods, and... Uh... Just like drags the guy off. I hope to meet. I hope we meet again one day. Clank nods. He says the pleasure was all mine. Uh, so as Pitt drags this guy towards the uh, town hall, the two guards turn, um, and one of them like hits the other one and points, and the guy's like, "Oh my god!" Uh, and they both run over. One of them scoops up the drunk guy and starts pulling him uh, towards the town hall, and the other stays behind. Um, he looks you up and down. Uh, he sees, like, the leaves stuck in your hair. A couple <laughs> of mollusks are stuck to your back. There's, like, a leech <laughs> on your shoulder. You're all cut up from the thorns. And he's like, oh, I, I can't believe you actually pulled that off. That was, that's crazy. Well, he put up a fight, for sure, but the better I, man I, won. Jeez, I've, I, I mean, I've... I've heard of some committed bounty hunters before, but, I mean, this we just got this guy for petty theft, and I guess he assaulted someone in the arena? I, I mean, they gave him a pretty good knock on the head, but, you know. I mean, he wasn't in that big of trouble, but, dang, you, you must be committed to this. Well, as an up-and-coming world-famous bounty hunter, one has to take their job seriously. It says as this leech just, like, <laughs> flip-flops on his arm. <laughs> Uh, the guard kind of recoils at the the leech just going to town uh, before reaching into uh, a pouch on his hip. Uh, he pulls out five silver, and he like very ceremoniously hands it over to Pitt. Uh, and as Pitt accepts his very first payment for his very first bounty, um, the guard just nods and says, "Wow, you you really earned that five silver there." My first five silver for a bounty. Pitt's just uh, uh, elated. He just likes making noises and and like common felon and just like. <laughs> I'm gonna tell everyone about this, man. That that was crazy. Everyone. Pretty, pretty good. Everyone. I mean, that that was insane. I mean, well, with the monster attacking today and all that, I mean, it might kind of get lost in the mix at the rumor mill, you know, but uh. Yeah, man. What what's your name again? Pit Cloudfoot. He says, says his, his chest puffed out and thumb pointed at himself with at the cat grin. Pit Cloudfoot. I'll I'll remember the name. I promise you. And listen, if any if we need any more bounty hunting done, you'll be the first one I look for. I'll tell you that. So the guard kind of nods and he runs into town hall to help finish processing the drunken guy. Uh, and as Pitt holds his five silver, 
where does he decide to go next? He decides to fall over because he's his hangover, coupled with the fact that he's probably lost a lot of blood to the fucking leech he hasn't pulled off yet, passes the <laughs> fuck out right there. You know what? That seems like a good spot for Pitt's one shot to end. <laughs> he he just kind of falls asleep, um, still clutching his five silver as he curls up, uh, like between some barrels, I guess, and just goes to sleep after a hard day's work. <laughs> okay, and that concludes that solo session with Pitt. Uh, I liked how that episode turned out. We got to see Pitt kind of get his bearings in town. And make his first step toward being a world-renowned bounty hunter. He got that first taste of glory for uh, turning in a wanted criminal. Um, but that does it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you tune in to the next one. <laughs>